right, welcome in and welcome back to the Rugby Hoops Podcast, brought to you by Super Chicks. It's the home of the last true chicken sandwich, and if you don't believe me, you've just got to try it out for yourself. They've got locations in American Fork, Spanish Fork, St. George, and elsewhere around the country. Check out those locations and their menu online at superchicks.com, and remember, that's chicks with an X, dot com. All right, I am not going to make you wait on this one. We are going to get to the massive news of the day, and that is... That's right. Chris Burgess has been hired as an assistant coach by Craig Smith. This has been in the works for many, many weeks, but sources confirmed to both Josh Newman and Kevin Reynolds of the Salt Lake Tribune that former running Ute Chris Burgess will be the replacement of Eric Peterson on Craig Smith's staff. Now, once Eric Peterson left to take the South Dakota job, Burgess became the clear and obvious choice for many Ute fans as well as media who cover the team. The question, of course, then became what was his interest level? What was Craig's interest level in him? That all appears to have been ironed out, and Chris is coming home where Ute fans' love has always been enough for him. Let's just take a quick spin through Chris Burgess's career and how he got to this position at Utah. In 97 through 99, he was a Duke Blue Devil playing for Coach Mike Krzyzewski. Actually went back to the Final Four this past year. We heard him talk about that on Bill Riley's show. If you haven't listened to that interview, I would encourage you to do so. Sounded like a really great experience for him. And then in 2000 to 2002, those last years of the Rick Majerus era, he comes to the University of Utah. There's an indelible image I have of him and I believe they were playing BYU, where he's running down the floor after a dunk, and he's yelling, they can't stop me, they can't stop me. So Burgess certainly won the hearts and minds of Ute fans by coming to Utah for those two years. He played 11 seasons professionally in his basketball career in Turkey, Australia, the Philippines, South Korea, Egypt, Ukraine, Puerto Rico, Poland, and the United Arab Emirates. From 2002 to 2013, I also want to make note that he played for the Idaho Stampede. I don't think we should sleep on that as a career accomplishment. And then he was on Larry's staff as a student assistant from 2013 to 2014. He volunteered at Slick for a year, and then he got an assistant coaching job at Indian Hills Community College from 2014 to 2015. He was at UVU with Mark Pope from 2015 to 2019, and then he was at BYU from 2019 until last night when he accepted the Running Utes assistant job under Craig Smith. So what does that mean for the Running Utes moving forward? Given the circumstances, Chris was pretty clearly the best guy for this job. I know that a lot of folks wanted him last year, but that doesn't matter now. And he is a Utah man once again. Now, Chris has big shoes to fill. Eric Peterson did a ton for Craig Smith and meant even more to him, and that is not easily replaceable. Peterson had deep recruiting ties internationally as well as in Texas, and he is largely credited with landing Will Exacte and Gabe Madsen and probably played a significant role in hanging on to Lazar Stefanovic's commitment last year. He also handled the schedule, which I don't think Chris will do, 
But still, big shoes to fill for Chris Burgess. He's going to step in as Utah's new big man coach, and he's got a talented big man in Brandon Carlson to work with, but he's now going to have to play a major role in securing a couple of other bigs to come to Utah as well. I will tell you, though, that as the big man coach at BYU, you certainly have to be impressed with what he did with some of those big guys down there, and even more impressed with what he did with some of the undersized bigs. He had a lot of guys in that front court that were like 6'6 or shorter, maybe 6'7 or shorter, and, and BYU was the 21st ranked team in average rebounds per game at 39.3. By contrast, Utah was 112th at 36.3. And so you're like, well, you know, it's just three rebounds. But over the course of a season, over the course of a game, coaching that want to and getting them in the right position to get those rebounds, those are two big factors, I think, that Chris Burgess is going to have an immediate impact on for this running Utes team. We'll get into some of the recruiting talk in just a minute, but Utah still has three and potentially four spots open on the roster for next year, and this hire could really be a nice shot in the arm with regard to filling those spots. Now, obviously, the Utes are still in play for the Davis brothers, Kebakita, who we'll talk about later, and others, but now having a full staff to get out there and recruit will only help, especially as this signing period, the late signing period, is underway. This hire and whatever recruiting wins go along with it are going to infuse some energy into this fan base that has become football-focused and basketball-cynical. Now, that's not a criticism per se. It just is what it is. Now, what the athletic department needs to do is do its part and promote the heck out of this team, and then the team needs to do its part and win. And Most importantly, they need to change their media policy to include podcasts. But I digress. Chris is a rising star in this business, and Utah is going to be better off for having him in the building versus on the opposing sideline. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, there are some obvious questions that this hire raises about current BYU players and what that may mean in terms of transfers, and I think we're just going to have to wait and see on some of that stuff. Now, obviously, folks are going to bring up Caleb Lohner, but I don't think it's necessarily appropriate to talk about him unless he's in the portal. I will say this, however. It's interesting to me that some folks in Provo think that he is in need of a fresh start after just two full seasons at BYU. Now, what else does this mean, you know, kind of big picture? Well, you know, everybody's kind of saying the same thing that I'll repeat, but Chris is a Utah man through and through. He's a link to that Majerus era, which I think everybody has been starved for, especially after getting turned down by Alex Jensen for the job last year, or at least Alex pulled his name out or whatever the situation was. Fans have really wanted some kind of connection to those teams desperately. And he look, he's the real deal. He's a guy that can get things done and recruit at a high level. That's what Utah needs right now. Utah needs an influx of talent to go along with some of the talent that's already in the program. And the belief is that Chris is the guy that can deliver that. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this all plays out as we move forward. Here's one other interesting nugget for you. Chris will make his return to the Marriott Center, along with the rest of the running Utes, on December 17th, the podcast has learned. 
This will be the third game of their four-game series, with the fourth wrapping up in Salt Lake City. And then, as Tom Homo likes to say, we'll see. With them moving into the Big 12, it's going to be interesting to see if that game stays on the schedule in a regular rotation. All right, when we come back, tons of portal activity has happened in the last week. We've hit the early signing period and much more. We'll talk about all of that right after these words from one of our sponsors. Hey, everybody, I wanted to tell you about Registered Physical Therapists, RPT Utah. These guys and gals are committed to getting you back to work and play fast. Their skilled physical therapists offer a wide variety of services, including surgical and non-surgical orthopedic injuries, spine injuries, headache relief, balance training, and women's health. With nine locations along the Wasatch Front, they've got all your physical therapy needs covered. Go to their website and schedule an appointment today at rptutah.com. That's rptutah.com. All right, it has been another busy week in the transfer portal and in Pac-12 hoops. We'll start closer to home. Wilgen's exact a junior, Will, as he likes to go by, has signed his LOI and will join the running Utes around the June time frame. This is a really nice addition to the team. He's a 6'6", big guard who comes in with a lot of good experience from the NBA Academy, and he's got a college basketball-ready body. He is not a kid that is going to come in and be pushed around in some of these games in the Pac-12. Now, here's what Craig Smith had to say, and I know this quote is all over the place as well. Will is a tenacious player as a 6'6 and 225-pound guard. He is very strong and athletic. He competes with great force on both sides of the ball and brings great versatility to our team. With his size and skill, he can play any perimeter position on the floor, and Will has also played at a very high level over the last couple of years as a member of the NBA Academy. So, some high praise there from Craig Smith, who's got to be excited today about Will Exacte joining the program. Another bit of news from the Utes, Brandon Ubel, the director of scouting for the running Utes this past season. He's joining Eric Peterson at South Dakota, which now opens up that position of director of scouting at Utah. We certainly wish Brandon the best from here at the podcast and think that's a great opportunity for him. Uh, I had Corey Christensen on Twitter ask me what the impact was of the loss of a guy like Brandon Ubel, and I honestly don't totally know. Each assistant coach is typically assigned a scout for each game, and they just rotate those scouting assignments. I suspect a guy like Ubel is trying is helping out with all of those scouting assignments for each assistant coach. So you're going to need somebody else to come in and do that, and I'm sure he was re- involved with recruiting as well, but... I think this loss is more about Brandon getting a really good opportunity with Eric Peterson than it is about Utah losing a significant piece of its staff. And I say that with all due respect to Brandon Ubel. Certainly very excited for him and for his opportunity. And obviously he gets to join a great head coach in Eric Peterson there at South Dakota. On the recruiting front, Steve Bartle of 24-7 Sports has put in a crystal ball prediction for Keba Kieta to Utah with a confidence level of six. He's got a story up there on 24-7 Sports about his prediction, so I would encourage you to go check that out. And according to 24-7 HS Hoops on Twitter, that decision will come down on Thursday, April 14th. So we'll have that decision to talk about on our next episode. The train just keeps moving here in the offseason. Now, in portal news... Man, there was a ton of portal news this week. Wyoming landed three 
count them, three Pac-12 transfers. Jake Kyman, Ethan Anderson, and Max Ogbonk-Paulo. Oregon State transfer Deshaun Davis has landed at Mississippi State. Noah Williams is heading from Washington State to Washington, so a little Apple Cup transfer there. And Arizona State has landed Devin Cambridge from Auburn and Desmond Cambridge from Nevada. I assume they're brothers. Otherwise, that would be a wild coincidence. UCLA's forward Logan, Chris Monsi entered the portal, and Arizona's Will Reeves also entered the portal. Neither of those guys were big factors for their team, so it makes sense that they're moving on. Davion Harmon announced that he will return to Oregon. Oregon also announced the hiring of Chuck Martin as, as their new assistant coach. He came in from, I believe, South Carolina. In NBA draft news, USC's Drew Peterson is heading to the draft. He will maintain his eligibility. Washington State's F.A. Obagidi will go to the draft and maintain his eligibility. But three guys who are done with their college careers are Benedict Matherin of Arizona, who has declared for the NBA draft, as well as Peyton Watson from UCLA and Chavez Goodwin from USC. So those guys all moving on into the NBA draft. The deadline to declare is May 1st, and I believe the deadline to withdraw is June 1st. So some big news, certainly, when it comes to Pac-12 players coming and going and leaving and all of that stuff. A lot of activity going on. All right, so I put out a call late on Twitter because I knew I was doing this emergency podcast for any questions for the podcast. And as you could imagine, most of those questions surrounded recruiting. And so I'm just going to take a few of them here and see what information I can provide. And we'll go from there. So here we go. UT Fly Fisherman asked, any anything recruiting specific would be appreciated. Brainless Steve asks, does Burgess bring anything to the table in terms of recruits who may have been more interested in BYU now coming to Utah? And then Daryl Crimson asked with Mike Saunders Jr. and Burgess on the fold, what do you think the focus area should be next to improve the roster? So I'll, I'll kind of take those in reverse order. Daryl Crimson, uh, you know, it's the front court, right? Obviously. You've got Brandon Carlson and not much else. You've got Boston Holt, who's going to be coming off of an injury, and they they love his bounce. He, he's a guy that they believe would have seen some more time at the four last year, and that would have freed Marco Anthony up. Marco Anthony is obviously an undersized guy at 6'6", playing inside. So I think that the focus obviously is on that front court. The Kebaketa situation is going to be one to watch, obviously, in the next day. Because if he lands at Utah, then all of a sudden you've got a nice front court duo of him and Brandon Carlson. And then you can really supplement that from the portal. Right now, I think the focus is definitely on that front court piece of the roster versus, say, the back court. Now, in terms of any recruits who may have been more interested in BYU coming to Utah, I think those flips are possible. But BYU has a real different approach to the transfer portal than, than Utah does. My understanding is that they actually have a form letter that they send to everybody that's in the portal that you know may be a, a mid to high level type player, and that's just to gauge interest. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's just what I've heard. So I don't know that this late in the game, somebody's going to just flip immediately to Utah. 
But I certainly think that Chris has developed relationships with guys and built relationships with guys that are either in the portal or are high school got players that we could see potentially commit in the summer or sign in the summer, maybe not sign right away. So I don't know if that answers the question. Now, there's also the question of, you know, guys that are currently at BYU. Again, we talked about Caleb Lohner, guys that are maybe on missions like a Dallin Hall or even a guy like Colin Chandler. Look, two years is a long ways away. And Colin Chandler just got his mission call and he's going to be in Africa. And that's a thing that's going to be kicked down the road for two years. I think that Chandler probably still ends up at BYU unless Mark Pope's not there in two years as well. But I think he's got he's got reasons that he committed to BYU. He's got reasons that he wants to go there. And I don't think that changes with Chris Burgess coming to Utah. Now, maybe a Dallin Hall gives Utah a look when he gets back from his mission. I don't know. And then, again, guys that are on that roster right now, I'm not going to speculate about because I just don't think that's appropriate to do at this very moment. Uh, in terms of Fly Fisherman's question, other you know recruiting specifics. So again, you've got the Kebiketa thing sitting out there. That's going to be resolved in the next 24 hours, one way or the other. So we'll know pretty quickly. But other than him, you've got the Davis brothers that are Louisville guys. That becomes an interesting thing to watch. I know they visited Penn State. I, I don't know if they're a package deal. It feels a little bit like they are, but they're interested in both guys. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's kind of one of those things where you can't have enough guys that are in that 6'5 to 6'8 range that can shoot, that are athletic, and that can play. So the Davis brothers are certainly still in play. I know there was an article this week in the Tribune about Oregon transfer Isaac Johnson, who's a guy we've talked about on the podcast before. I'm not sure where he stands with Utah. I think you're also going to start seeing, and we've already started to see, some 2023 names start to pop up. A kid like Jamiron Keller, who's a guard, has Utah showing interest. Cyprian Hyde, who's a big man, has Utah showing interest. Braun Roberts, who's the center out of Orem, who may be a mission kid, but certainly somebody that Utah has had an eye on, and the addition of Burgess probably only helps that. Brody Kozlowski is another name out of Corner Canyon. He's actually a 2024 kid, but, you know, again, these things happen quickly, so you got to keep an eye on 2023 and 2024. And then you've got some JC guys like Lathaniel Bastion, who's the 6'8 athletic power forward guy. He would really be another good complement in that front court if he fits into the system. And remember, they tapped into the JC ranks to go get Boston Holt last year. So certainly a possibility there. You know, the names, the names just keep coming when it comes to, to the Utes. And, and that's, and that's a, a feat in and of itself because they love to keep who they're recruiting close to the vest. So guys that, that follow this, like Steve Bartle and Ute Buntu on Twitter, and other people like that, it takes a lot of digging. I'll just say that. It takes a lot, a lot of digging. Follow those hashtags, Running Hoops, Craigslist, Running Utes, and you'll get all of that information as well. So to sum up, again, I think the recruiting is going to get a shot in the arm here from Chris Burgess from this hire. 
I think the recruiting could get another shot in the arm with with Keita if he decides to come to Utah. And then, you know, from there, you've got two, three open spots. And so they've still got a lot of work to do, but this is a big ad for the Running Utes program. That's for sure. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Running Hoops podcast, this emergency episode of the Running Hoops podcast. I want to thank you as always for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Running Hoops. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us. You can review us. We've got 17 ratings in so far and five stars, all of them. And then we've got a a new review that's in. So we've now been reviewed three times. So big stuff coming for the Running Hoops podcast. And again, as news happens, we'll be here to react to it for you. But until next time, I'm Andrew Crowley. This is the Running Hoops podcast. And as always, go Utes.